Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined, as always, by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. And welcome to episode 38 of the show. Uh, we're going to kind of go back to a little bit more casual approach with this episode. We're just going to have a, you know, very nice, a nice chat about uh, sequels or reboots or remakes or remasters that each of us would like to see happen from across any medium that we can think of from films or games or tv shows or you know anything that we want to see a sequel of or think ended too soon we'd like to see more of or you know you get you get the you get the drift it's one of it's one of those it's one of those episodes (laughs) so um are you guys uh you guys ready to jump right into it, I guess? Absolutely. Guys... Let's do it. All right. Uh, Wade, you answered first, so you get to go first. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, gotcha. Um, so I, when I started thinking about this, I was like, I was like, God, I don't know what to do. And then, like, I, I came up with one answer, and everything just went whoosh. Now open the floodgates. It opened the floodgates, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so um, I have I have a good list. But I will. I'll keep it simple, um, and I'll I'll just pick up. I'll pick the one I really want, the most, the most. Um, I'm looking at that. So I'm gonna go with the show first. Um, did you all ever watch? Have you ever seen um, the Dark Crystal? Yes. On Netflix. No. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so it the first season of the show came out, and it was amazing, and it won like an Emmy or something. And then Netflix canceled it, like right after that. Yeah, like they had uh, a second season planned, it. and then they said, "You get no money." Bye. And it's pretty, uh, pretty typical for like Netflix. Like if if a show doesn't hit what they think, what their expectations are for whatever their target uh, audience or like the numbers or their like nebulous system for like viewership and everything, you know, whatever doesn't hit that, automatically gets pulled. Like that's what Netflix is like known for. They it's a uh, damn they, shame. They greenlight everything and then they <laughs> pull they the plug ch- on most pull, of it. They yeah, buy. They, yeah. <laughs> they drop the guillotine on like ninety percent of everything they make. So, but yeah, I'm, just, I'm with you. Yeah, it was so it was so good, and like they wouldn't have even had to have spend as much money for the next season because they have all these puppets and scenery and stuff already made. Yeah. You know. Um, it's just a, it's so unfortunate that was the best thing about it too is that they actually kept to like the practicals instead of like they easily could have just been like oh let's just do it cg we got the you know what i mean like right yeah but the fact that it was all just like still like built sets and and puppets and you know miniatures and all this other stuff like that made it all the more like charming it was like watching mm-hmm. the old movie all over again. Yeah, it was like an extension of the film. Or I guess yeah. it was a prequel, actually. But it's a whatever. prequel, but... Yeah, that, but still. It, yeah, not important. Yeah. <laughs> but if they could pick that back up, like, at some point, that'd be cool. I hope yeah. they do. It definitely, had like they a, it definitely has, like, a niche, a de- a niche audience, mm-hmm. so... Which is, like, what... It's, like, not what Netflix is looking for. <laughs> like, they want that that you know that gangbusters like stranger things kind of show or whatever like we want everyone to talk about this 
And if we and if and if everyone's not talking about it, if it's not trending on Twitter the next day, then it's canceled. It's worthless. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> fools. So all sad. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, do you have a do you have a a show, a TV show, or do you have something different? I have something different. I had thought about some TV shows and stuff, but what was hard for me about thinking of TV shows is there's definitely some shows that I would like to, I would have liked to see continue, but it's been so many years since then, and I just I either have like almost kind of forgotten about it. It's lost its hype for me. So right. I instead my first one is a movie. Okay. And that movie is actually, you know, based off of a book, part of a book series. This movie needs to be redone. That movie, Aragon. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and also, it yes, was, absolutely. Yes, Atrocious? it was such a, yeah, and a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's, it really could have been an epic, like, story. It could have really, sh- like shown such a unique world unique characters actually had like fun and action and everything a movie should have (laughs) yeah i have i have not read the book series or seen the film like i literally don't know anything about it besides that fans don't like it (laughs) the movie that is so the movie is not for people who read the books yeah at all it's barely even for people and it's not even for people who like movies either (laughs) to be honest let's be real (laughs) it's for like chill like literal children literal children like under the age of 10 who don't know anything about anything you know um is it is it bad just because it's not made well or is it just like a really bad adaptation like it doesn't change a lot like walk me through what's so just yeah every, it's everything every everything. every everything. bullet point that can be wrong with something <laughs> basically mm-hmm. basically yeah, yeah they which like is really so like, unfortunate yeah and like when the movie was made um it like the at least the second book was already out at least mm-hmm. the second book and the author was working with them on the movie too but like they go through the movie and they mess up like really crucial like plot details or like it's okay that person can just die it's fine and it's like they're what (laughs) like they're crucial to the end of the whole story like what are you doing um and everybody was just fine with it so yeah and it doesn't make any sense because you know you know there's some things where of course you can always say there's a difference you know between reading a book and watching a movie and some things may or may not work but when there are yeah yeah, these crucial elements that you know clearly can be you know made to work in a film and they decide to just do their own thing it's just what kind of story are we telling here what is there even a story in that movie let's be real i don't even know no not really (laughs) yeah all right so let's say let's say uh it got approved tomorrow to be turned into a film. Chelsea, if you had to pick a director to do it, who would it be? Just off the top of your head. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sure. Sam Raimi. Why not? <laughs> I need some, like, dark, mature horror, Eric. Yes. I'd love it. I'd eat it up. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Just a competent director or something. Peter I mean, Jackson honestly, I don't do even it. know who directed it, so... Yeah, well, usually yeah. 
usually films like that that are mediocre to bad no one really ever pays attention to like the crew you have to be like really awfully bad to get like notice like your tommy wiseau's and shit <laughs> otherwise you're just like a nobody like you're either you're known for being awful or you're known for being great <laughs> you're not known it, for being mediocre the uh the director is steven fangmeyer yeah that I've was never, the only thing I, he ever directed yeah i've never once heard that name ever in my life yeah. so that sounds made up that sounds like a dragon age character yeah so yeah i'd like to see a reboot of that and actually a fully fledged you know would you rather oh, see it yeah. as a film or like a like a prestige television film? I don't film. think it needs to be a. Long, There's not drawn that out much TV to show. fit into it, no. really. Yeah, the books do that enough. We don't. How I many don't books are there? Is there just three? <laughs> four it's books. Four. four. Yeah. Okay. There was supposed now, to it... be three, but then like the the last one was gonna be like huge mongo. Yeah. So he like cut it in half. He's like, here you go. Here's the third one. Which is was fine, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot in the fourth one, but the book really ends like halfway through the fourth book. Yeah. And then the rest of it is like an epilogue. But it's like a long ass epilogue and it's a waste of time. And it pissed me off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like you wasted everything. <laughs> sounds like there's some sounds like there's some heat with this uh, series in general. So, it was it yeah, was so would... good. And then the ending, like well even the ending was fine. It was just the, ex- the, the bonus ending the bonus, the bonus ending. ending like where they're talking about like well here's what's happening on in the country and here's where the characters are at and the state of magic and dragons and it's like it everything was awful you went in the wrong direction with everything what are you doing <laughs> sometimes less is more yeah except when everything is less yeah <laughs> I feel like it's I feel like it's got to be hard to have that mentality as an author. The less is more. Yeah, he was he was a baby too, so Yeah. He was really young when he first when he started writing the books, like Yeah. Still in high school, like early high school? Wow. Oh my gosh, I remember. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. It was crazy. And those in the books didn't take that long for him to release. Like he wrote four mm-hmm. books in the state of not a very long time. Do you know who owns the rights? Does anyone own the rights to Aragon? Like any studio? Um, somebody recently bought them, I think. Was it Netflix? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it, it was if Amazon. It was, no, just kidding. If oh, it was, God. Oh, it's Disney. Oh, oh. Disney owns the rights to Aragon? So and the be a author Di- wants them to remake it. So that'll be a Disney Plus show in like two years. That's, yeah, well, as long which as they we... don't. Go ahead. <laughs> No, it just reminds me of, you know, another, you know, series that Disney, you know, had bought the rights to having oh. the movie released. And um, this wasn't on my list, my main list, but I will bring it up because... Is it I, But I will owl? say... Yes, I, and I will be honest, <laughs> I never watched the movie because I heard don't so watch, many terrible things about that. That was my t- childhood dream, that series yeah. to be, um, like, yeah. movies. I was always like, Same. I cannot wait to see a movie of this. And um, then... You can watch the movie if you don't really have a lot of expectations, um, because everything is fine. Like everything is fine in it, um, except oh god, the look who, of it. The guy, no, the guy who plays the like the dwarf. I can't remember. All I know. Um, it. Oh, the guy who plays Olaf. The guy who plays Olaf, Josh Gad or whatever his name is. 
Um, oh. He plays the dwarf, and he's like far too happy-go-lucky for that role. Um, and then apparently, the kid... I missed he was even in that movie. Now I'm really concerned. <laughs> yeah, he's like oh, in no. it a lot. Um, oh, and then no. the, the kid who plays, or like how they portray Artemis, because um, mm-hmm. you know how in the books Artemis is like he's not the hero. No. He's he's a super villain. He's, he's yes. like a Batman level super villain, but he's like eight or twelve or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, in the movie, like they kind of start, they're like, yeah, like, oh, he's so like amazing, but so like devilish. But then he's like the whole movie though, he's portrayed as like um, just your typical do gooder kid, yeah. and it's like Mm-mm. no, he's a. He's a your tip your <laughs> your bad. typical Disney Channel protagonist. Mm, kind of. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. that just pains me. No, I, yeah. I that does not sell me on wanting to watch this movie. I will just. That trailer didn't sell me. Exists. It looks yeah. awful. That was the trailer, so sad. The trailer is one of those situations where it was like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me here, and it didn't really represent the movie. Regardless. Like visually, visually, it looked like. Like so, like fan fiction for Spy Kids. <laughs> like it was awful. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like, what well, Artemis no, Fowl is this, uh, in a weird this way. This isn't for me. <laughs> add add magic and cool, cool bad guys. Just add magic I to the Spy Kids universe. I would universe. never say that, but yeah, I mean it's like if only because the he Spy brought Kids. It up. Those are fun. They are fun movies. I love Spy Kids. We yeah. should do more Spy Kids movies. Oh that should be on somebody's list. Well, it's not. It's it's. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think online. it's on Ethan's, but like, no. Spy spy thirty year olds now. Well, Ethan, on... what's on your list? <laughs> She's done. Yeah. She's done with that conversation. There's the there's the curtain puller at best. Yep. Right <laughs> well, moving on. Anyway. So this is this is actually kind of worked out. Uh, Wade started with a TV show. Chelsea did a film, and I have a video game. Um, nice. actually, when we. Uh, came up with this like topic for the show i immediately thought of like three games right off the top that i've always wanted uh more of and they all happen to be sony first party <laughs> so it'll never happen probably <laughs> yikes um, already yikes oh uh-oh so i'll oh, no. just i'll just start with one because it actually just got one game and then it didn't do super hot um fight like commercially and uh, it kind of just got swept under the rug. And now that studio that made it is, like, relegated to, like, a VR studio now. Like, they don't even, like, make normal games anymore. Oh, they really got the boot then. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also were making, like, Vita titles. So. Oh. Anyways. All right. Um, the Order 1886. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, that didn't do well? I've always wanted to play no. that. Oh, it I never, it, it, did. it didn't do... It didn't do well commercially, and it got middling to good reviews. You know, your typical, like, sevens. You know, one of those things. Because for the most part, it's, like, it's it's a pretty linear game. Uh, you kind of just think like, uh, think like an Uncharted. You're kind of just moving from area to area doing the thing, you know? there's It's not, like, mm-hmm. a lot of exploration mm-hmm. or It's or pretty, like pretty linear, just moving Yeah, forward. it's a linear, like sort of a you know like a like a gears of war i guess it's a third person cover shooter um so it didn't like set the world on fire from a gameplay standpoint because it was just like oh yeah cool that's we've done this for ever there's nothing really new 
the thing that was really cool that i liked was just the world and the the lore and like the universe it was because it was it you know it takes place in 1886 but it's like this sort of uh like kind of steampunkish kind of vibes um mm. and you're playing as like um you're playing like these these i guess <laughs> victorian era knights of the round table basically and uh they are they're you know their enemy are the uh like these lichens basically like these werewolves um the game also was like a stunner when it came out it looked amazing it looked fucking gorgeous it was like a i want to say it wasn't a launch game but it was pretty close to a ps4 launch i don't think it was like an actual launch game but even to this day it looks awesome like it's <laughs> it's it looks more like a a film like just watching like it's like a cg film like the cutscenes are just amazing and then the cutscenes transition into gameplay like you know this is like eight years ago you know, like mm-hmm. that wasn't like a thing really even at that time like now it's just like oh yeah that's expected like that's kind of what we want <laughs> but when this came out it was that was like jaw dropping you know like seeing a cutscene and then immediately like your cursor comes up and you're in the game people are like what the fuck this is awesome <laughs> um but yeah like like i said like it, uh, I feel like the studio being as small as it was, it was. It's also not a super long game. I think I beat it in like eight hours. It's also a pretty easy platinum, Chelsea. If uh, <laughs> if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna take a swing at it, I know you're a, a, a platinum hunter. Um, but um, yeah, I just think. Oh well, that's that's going a little too far on that. But yeah, no, definitely <laughs> on my list to play. <laughs> I, did, I I mean, you have like what, like nine now? That's pretty good. For... I think it's 11, but yeah. Oh, yeah, see? Oh, sorry, 11. <laughs> double, double digits. <laughs> We're in the double digits now. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Probably more than I Ethan think, and like, I have together. Oh, yeah, I think I have like two. And one of them was a Telltale think... game, so it doesn't even count, because you get a platinum for just finishing it. <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> it's still a platinum, though. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> I feel like that's like a mistake. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you gotta, you finish, you beat the game, here's a platinum. But anyways, I think an order 1887 would be pretty awesome. Um, like I said, the studio Ready at Dawn uh, doesn't really function anymore as like a straight up uh, game dev for like the, those kind of games. But it's still a first party PlayStation IP. And I think if they gave it to like, you know, uh, Sony Santa Monica or somebody or like Naughty Dog, they can handle these like third person games like i think they could really pump some juice into it and really expand the universe and like because like that was like the most intriguing part of it it's just like being these like victorian knights and you're fighting like these like gothic like the the temptation of like being able to be like oh if this is like a series like we're fighting lichens now maybe the sequel will be like vampires or some shit we're gonna be dealing with like all these different like you know gothic monsters and we and it just never like we never got any of that because they they pulled the plug so (laughs) but i think that it has a lot of uh a lot of concepts in there that could really be like enhanced it could make like a really cool another you know triple a third person action game i guess but you know sony's got a dime a dozen of those but here's another one you know make it happen (laughs) like sounds good (laughs) it would be really cool 
But yeah, if anyone, if you haven't played it, it's got to be cheap as shit. They're probably giving that thing away at this point. I'm sure it's been a plus game at some point. I remember I bought it when it like came out. I don't think I pre-ordered it, but I pulled paid full amount. But but yeah, it's cool. But it's not, you know, it's not gonna blow the doors off anybody in terms of like what you're actually doing. It's just, it's more just like the world you're in. That's cool, I guess. So maybe I don't know. Maybe make it into a TV series. <laughs> like a like cool. Witcher. Do it like Witcher. Yeah, but not live action. I don't. It's it'd be I'm fine. gonna say you animated, just, right? Yeah. You can just do animated. That's fine. I don't need a live action. I don't need Henry Cavill can be in that too. It's fine. Yeah, I'll be cool with that. I'll be cool with that. I like Henry Cavill. He'll be game for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a fucking nerd. He'd do it. Mm-hmm. Put him in the, put him in a Warcraft sequel. He'd love that. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wade, back to you. What do you got? Okay. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with a video game. Um, man, there's just so many to choose from. Um, so I'm going to go with a re- remake, we'll call it, um, of Final Fantasy IX. Because it's my favorite. Um, yep. I feel it's the best like fantasy Final Fantasy. Um, and they wouldn't have to do like a ton of like reconfiguring with it um just find like an art style that like a a current gen art style that works for it like it doesn't have to be hyper realistic like final fantasy 7 um because it doesn't have the same like it's not like a realistic kind of um game like body proportions and like ever not everybody's human and stuff like that so they don't have to work that hard it can be like a cartoony like you know just artsy game um, but I feel you know, like that would be it. You know, it'd be a cool style for Final Fantasy IX, um, huh. from like an aesthetic standpoint, is do it uh, like Octopath Traveler. Like that would be that would look cool. Yeah, it's but I want got... like a pretty one. I want like a like a high def pretty one, not like a pixelated one. Oh, so you want like a PS2 game? <laughs> No, lame. You don't understand me at all. How about like uh? So how about like a uh, Final Fantasy twelve look? No, because so that not... was still realistic. That was still like a like a realistic um art style that they used. Um, I don't know. Like it would all right, like, all right. a, how like about, a. How about oh. Nino Cooney? That's cartoony. Yeah, I mean something polished. like that. Something that's like more animated, not realistic. Yeah. You know? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, we want it to look good. Whoa, okay. Hey. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta get Excuse my Kingdom Hearts you. digs while I can. Yeah, I mean that would work, but Kingdom Hearts is weird because they're like, we're gonna go with realistic, but like but not. <laughs> with with like a little like tint over it. Um but I don't know. But I think I think a remake for nine would be terrific. Um, I, yeah, it's I, probably I, an inevitability, but we'll see. I see people talking about it all the time. Every time uh, Square Enix does like one of those pixel remasters, mm-hmm. and then like nine's never like brought up. It's like why? <laughs> why do you guys yeah, always? Well, why do, the pixel why do you remasters. They only go up to six because that was the last like pixelated game. Um, yeah. and then seven, eight, and nine, they all got like the remastered, like the prettier backgrounds and 
sharper yeah. sharper characters and stuff like that but i need like a like seven did with a remake they need to remake that just with a different art style with a car like a yeah yeah a cartooning art style i think it'd work better for the setting yeah i can see that yeah because it like it wouldn't take away because it's like a dark story but like it you can still like have a dark story and have things look more fantastical you know oh um, yeah not yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah yeah it doesn't need to look like <laughs> uncharted <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah i know what you're getting at yeah but that's um if i had to pick a final fantasy game it would be that one for sure yeah yeah, yeah nine's good we'll probably skip over eight so nine would yeah. be fine <laughs> most likely <laughs> all right chelsea all right i also have a video game this video game apparently did come out on a couple systems but i only replayed it on the psp i thought it was a pretty great game Ooh. shadow of destiny oh lost me Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure. I honestly don't know if that many people are familiar with this game. It was a really interesting story. It was definitely heavy in the story. It basically takes place in this like little German town, and like you're the main character, and it starts off where you immediately get murdered. And so you're basically like you time travel, like with the help of a genie of some sort, and you try to like figure out who's trying to kill you, and you're trying to figure out like why you're. Um, traveling back to these certain particular times and it's a really cool twist and it's a really unique story and I could really see that you know definitely remastered with all the graphic capabilities now and on a current gen system would be really cool just to have that game shown to other people because i played yeah like i said i played that game on the psp and by then it was technically actually i think a almost a remaster because i think it came out on the ps2 in like 2001 huh who was the uh who was who the developer Do you oh know? let me find that also out. while you're looking that up Konami? That game's... Kon oh shit yeah that'll never happen then Oh, that thing's Konami. probably uh that thing's probably a pachinko machine by now. Ah, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They're gonna have like a One mobile like dream. bubble bob yeah. like bubble blaster with like characters from that game in it. <laughs> it's like all fucking Konami <laughs> is anymore. No, when you were talking about that game, like the title does not ring any bells to me, but like the description of the game reminds me of uh that murdered soul suspect in a lot of ways. Mm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool game too. It also has a different name. Technically Shadow of Destiny is the like American version, but it's also like it's just called Shadow of Memories. So but it's Oh, still... that's way cooler. <laughs> Shadow of Destiny sounds like a like a name from like a word generator. <laughs> Instead of Shadow of Memories. Shadow of Memories. Shadow of Memories actually sounds like a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> <laughs> chain of memories yeah chain of memories right, it's like That's kingdom okay. hearts 42 shadows of 17 memories that'd be the title something <laughs> throw a fraction in there Probably and shattered just... memories yeah shattered yeah. shattered half memories <laughs> i don't know <laughs> whatever name a convention yeah it is definitely a very cool game and i would just it was also a game i'd love to play again 
because do you still own do you still own a psp no unfortunately i don't wait you, you do mine i do well maybe you should try to find this game it's pretty cool well i'd have to it, is it a physical is it a physical game yes it is okay good because That's they why. shut down the psp store <laughs> mm. yeah they chopped that sucker off they said nope they're also getting ready to shut down the 3ds and the wii u not to get into the news but <laughs> those shops are going yeah. away mm. we got till august yep so but get, yep, games of the past that's yep. sad yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird though i don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole but like thinking about 3ds games like usually when uh stores are shut down for older systems those games are later emulated mm -hmm. um thinking of like 3ds games like a lot of those you're not going to be able to emulate in the true 3ds fashion because you're not going to have a handheld with the capabilities of not only like dual screens but the 3d you know gimmick i guess i don't want to say gimmick it makes it sound like it's bad but a lot of those oh, games well, utilize a lot you, of those games used you don't need button. the 3d at all no They're but i mean part like of the gameplay so no but it's like it's not you're not going to get like your true experience i guess experience, like you're, yeah. yeah you're gonna lose yeah. a little bit of your uh... uh yeah but again most people played with the 3d off on all of the games like i'm saying this from experience most people did not play with the 3d on maybe right, there's just... like a big game they're like oh i'll try it out and they a half hour and they're like and i'm done with that yeah they just turn it off yeah i mean i don't want to like i don't want to speak for the hundreds of millions of 3ds players but in terms of gaming preservation like that's a very shitty thing to have happen oh yeah it's pretty garbage mm -hmm. definitely so just in terms of like you know when, when a psp game when that store shuts down like those games are emulated you can play them on computers and you know raspberry Pis and all this other shit like mm -hmm. it's fine but like some of these systems that have they're more unique on a hardware side like it's going to be hard to preserve those for the future so especially like digital only mm -hmm. games that were you know like people are already releasing lists of games that will be lost forever because they don't have physical versions so mm -hmm. it's just sad it's sad to see that shit but. and like mm -hmm. if if nintendo would just like get its damn act together and um and compile all of those consoles worth of video games into like a new virtual console software like i don't know like what you'd call that um so that is always available on like all of their consoles going forward yeah. like they would like you know how much profit that project alone would make for them having like a, a nintendo pass <laughs> or <it's just> like... <laughs> seriously like uh, no yeah yeah no uh, I, i'm also like i know it's not nothing but and you'll never see a company do the logistics on this or the or the the financial side of it but i just wonder what it actually costs these companies to keep these storefronts uh operational from like a bottom line well probably you know a I mean? lot because that's a lot of mm -hmm. like server space and junk and whatnot you know right but um, i mean like nowadays like some of this like <laughs> file storage for uh you know some of this stuff is i don't I, like i said i don't know it's not nothing but these are also like billion dollar companies mm -hmm. so 
I don't know. I would love to see like some like insider like actually put out the. <laughs> but there's there's so much shit that goes into it too because you got your IT that has to manage it, you got security that has to defend. You know, you're like there's so many different. It'd be really hard to like figure out an actual cost. Yeah. For... Well, and sometimes it's like uh, server rental. Like I don't think Nintendo like owns its servers. Like, a lot of Japanese companies, they don't tend... Like, the big companies, they don't tend to own their own servers because Japan's yeah. not very big. Um, so, I'm pretty sure they actually rent theirs from Amazon. <sighs> like, not what? not everybody's, like, Microsoft and, like, creates its own business. <laughs> like, creates yeah. its own servers, you know? Yeah. So, they... Like, huge companies, they have to rent... They have to rent server space, even yeah. at a huge corporate level. And I'm pretty sure Nintendo does that. Yeah. I don't... I don't imagine Sony does that because they're a little more on the technological side, but I don't, I don't know for sure, but Microsoft yeah, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft doesn't worry they about that. They just make their own. <laughs> they just build another server farm. Like, yeah, we good. All right. We good. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, I don't know. That stuff's interesting and also depressing in the, it's yeah. on the same, mm-hmm. in the same side. So for sure. Back to handhelds though. Um, I've never, or I have only owned, one gaming handheld you guys want to guess what it what it was is it your switch i don't consider that because it's i consider that a console because i pretty much only play it docked <laughs> so. it's a vita it's a vita game boy oh that's it's it? the vita i remember oh. i remember it's a vita yep. funnily enough that's the only one that i never owned <laughs> yep i got sold on the on the on the on the commercialization of that product with it being like all the next gen mobile gaming and mm. and whatnot and the you know the touch screen and the back touch pad and the super graphics you know i got sold big time on that shit <laughs> and there was like three cool games and then they're like yeah we done with this yeah. <laughs> and also well, memory remember... cost as much as like the console <laughs> oh my god it's, oh it was, well the psp Those and the vita are so obnoxious <laughs> because their memory sticks yeah. were customized specifically for them like thank god these days yep. everybody just uses micro sd so it's fine yep. but um those systems did not yeah and that was that was a huge huge fucking mistake on sony making yeah. memory proprietary because that killed the console like because you had to find it first off you had to find no, it and it was so was fucking Amazon. overpriced yes it's like do i want to buy a I new, guess it, like two yeah. new games or some new space yeah and the games are already as the cost the same as a a, you know, pretty- of a full release ps3 game or whatever you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they were like 60 dollar games and then you'd have to spend another 70 to 100 on a memory stick depending on the size and it's just like jesus christ kingdom hearts like, birth by sleep yeah it's like fuck oh, yeah. like this is ridiculous i had to go buy a I- like a completely new memory stick for birth by sleep and only <laughs> birth by sleep <laughs> I had I had both Final Fan well two Final Fantasy Dissidia games, and Final Fantasy VII. Oh God, a Crisis Core. Yes. And and like oh, I love every game. other PSP game I owned, all on one memory stick. Yeah. And then Birth by Sleep had its own separate deal. Yeah, I had I so ticked. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have I a guess memory it wasn't stick too bad for, for me. Uh, oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I guess it too wasn't too bad for me because I also owned Sony cameras, which also use the same memory. Oh, so yeah, I would just when I was not using my camera, I would just use it for the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also sense. had multiple for my camera in general. So yeah, it, it, yeah, 
<laughs> I remember I had like the Uncharted Golden Abyss, and that was like a, a huge game. So that took up like the entire, just like mostly of just like the base memory on the console on the Vita itself. <laughs> and then I had to have a memory stick for all my Metal Gear games. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> oh, did the did the Vita have like um, built-in memory already? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't much. It was oh, like a, the PSP didn't have any. Yeah, the Vita had like, <laughs> I mean, at the time it was probably like five twelve or something or something small. You know what I mean? Like something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like a gig. Well, or some shit. again, better than PSP that had zero. But also the Vita was like, a, it was it was a beefy like handheld for its time. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was a pretty. Mm-hmm. and it was dense <laughs> like man that thing was like a brick so you couldn't remember, play it for very long <laughs> i remember the day that that came out and one of my classmates came to came to high school with it and like they had it in the nice little case yeah. um with you know all the nice little peripheral mm-hmm. stuff and like he would like play it for five minutes and put it down and take his little cloth and like Seeing his fingerprints i'm like <laughs> okay that's ridiculous and he'd be well, like yeah, look oh at look how good this game looks um like on my vita like this is amazing and i would like lean over and be like yeah i have that on my ps2 and it looks the same yep and he'd be like well but, it's... but this is different and i'm like well i don't know that was like one of the cool <laughs> that was one of the cool the features yeah. that was one of the cool features of the vita for its at its time was that uh you could play your console games on it it had like the mm. like early early uh like variations of like their share play like if you had you have the, to like still like plug it in if you had if you had uh, if you had a wi-fi signal that was strong enough or whatever you could do it that way you could cast it or whatever mm-hmm. but also it's like who the fuck's just sitting on their couch playing their vita when like their console's right in front of you and you could just <laughs> play it on the console you know well, what i mean like i feel the same way about playing like right now you could play your ps4 ps5 games on your phone yeah 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 you know i feel the mm-hmm. same way i'm like why why am i going to attempt to play <laughs> kingdom hearts 3 on my phone <laughs> when i'm here in my house sharing the same wi-fi i could just play it on my yeah. console that's yeah. right here like i guess it I makes was... sense i guess it makes sense if you have like kids and they're like all right the kids are have the tv they're watching you know the wiggles but i want to play kingdom hearts so i guess i'll play it on my phone <laughs> <laughs> like i guess that's the that's the situation but anyways mobiles mobile consoles it's <laughs> a, a dying breed i would i would say Mm-hmm. that's fair that's so fair. i think the switch is probably the last mobile variation variant gaming per- periphery we will get unless you count vr which i don't because <laughs> yeah. well VR, um, i think vr it, is still so niche so it is mike i had some kids the other day asking if they should spend like 400 dollars on on their playstation vr or whatever because they wanted to play like oh because they wanted to do the vr chat thing Oh God! I'm like, like, <laughs> you like wanna, VR chat rooms. You, you want to you want to spend four hundred dollars so you can VR chat just, with yeah, like just, your yes. friends that you come to school to talk to. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. I'm like, you could you could go buy a switch and a game, two games probably. Why don't you guys just much. FaceTime each other and tape your phones to your head? Like for <laughs> real. <laughs> and they're like, but you don't get it. It's VR. I'm like, I've played VR. It made me vomit. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do VR because I have like a really weak like equilibrium, I guess. <laughs> like All those I, 3D rides. <laughs> yeah, dude, like VR VR screws me up. I remember this was like Oh my god, this had this is 
back before the very first um like oculus came out when they were just sending out dev kits my cousin had one because he worked for uh like a a magazine like a tech magazine so he got a dev kit for it and he modded uh skyrim for this like headset and i put it on and i was just like walking around playing playing skyrim in vr and i like wanted to vomit <laughs> it fucked me up so much like and ever since then i was like nah i'm not doing vr like i can't even i can't even walk down a a road without getting sick so but yeah nope not for me plus the cost of entry for that thing is it's so expensive for those things for vr it's just yeah it's not worth it and then i know it's not such a big deal now but it used to be like you had to have like a basically a dedicated room for all the cameras and prop you know this and that and like they've changed a lot of that but still like that's why a lot of people don't get into vr um fuck where, where do we, we leave where, off yeah where are we at <laughs> shadow sh- shadows of memories um. <laughs> right yeah it was on to you yes <laughs> oh it's on to me oh okay Pretty well sure yeah all right so i got i got two more two more games um i'm just gonna bundle them together because basically the same thing um so they're both first person shooters and they're both sony first party uh, one is resistance that was developed by insomniac in the ps3 era and the other is Killzone, which was guerrilla games in the ps2 and mm-hmm. ps3 and i guess ps4 era that's what they did before they did uh horizon um I really liked both of those as shooters, um, especially especially Killzone because I thought it was a, it was different than all the other uh, shooters on the market at the time because it was it was like sci-fi. It was kind of like a mixture of like sci-fi, but also like boots on the ground, Call of Duty kind of stuff, and Battlefield with these huge like sprawling like things going on and. It was a graph like graphics powerhouse, like you know it's gorilla. So you've seen like what Horizon games look like. Imagine that kind of talent making like shooters, like those games mm-hmm. were gorgeous even on like the PS3 and and even the P- like the PS2. Um, they had really good multiplayer, um, just amazing games. Um, and then when they did Killzone, it's called Shadowfall for PS4. They completely changed like the whole tone of the game and made it more like stealth focused and like one man army kind of behind enemy lines shadow black ops kind of shit which is completely the opposite of what Killzone is <laughs> and like no one liked it and it just tanked and they're like all right well, well we're done with you guys we're gonna make horizon zero dawn so fuck y'all like we're done with Killzone, <laughs> 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 and that sucks because i really like that series um the other one resistance was a uh, another sci-fi shooter that took place during World War II, but instead it was during World War II. Basically, aliens invaded, and uh, the whole world was like, "All right, we'll stop fighting each other because we got to fight these aliens." Right. So it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool story. Um, the best thing about it was it had that typical insomniac flair where they they design like a plethora of like crazy weapons to to have to play around with you know like if you think insomniac you got the ratchet and clank and all their nonsense guns and then they did sunset overdrive that has a bunch of nonsense shit like 
they're really good at like coming up with a an arsenal i guess and resistance really like took it up a notch with some of these like guns and it was also one of the first games and like for the ps3 like the multiplayer like the first game was a launch game for the ps3 and its multiplayer had like 120 player count which is like insane for that time like games don't even do that shit now still <laughs> so because it's just too hard to manage um and like i said both these games got a good run you know there's three resistance games and then like a couple mobile or like handheld like i, I want to say there was like a psp resistance game and maybe a vita one same with Killzone. it had four games it had a vita game which that's part of the reason why i bought my vita because i wanted Killzone mercenaries <laughs> <laughs> so um but that's something that i think sony is missing in their portfolio is a first party shooter that's exclusive to sony because right now they just kind of feed off the multi-plats and the third parties which i guess is fine it works for them but i think it would be nice um to have like another a first party uh fps you know if it's not gonna be kills on a resistance I'd, I'd like it to be something you know <laughs> so but yeah it'd be cool i know insomniac now is basically just a marvel studio so they'll probably never go back to resistance unless they put wolverine in it or some shit um oh gosh <laughs> and then gorilla's got a good game good thing going with horizon so i doubt they go back to kill zone so it's definitely a pipe dream to see either one of those uh revived it definitely doesn't seem like a focus for sony either so it kind of sucks but i really miss i really miss both those games they uh they were good like well-rounded shooters i know i'm the shooter guy on the podcast so you guys are like yeah whatever why why are you still talking like (laughs) let's move on but yeah it sucks i miss them i wish they would i wish something you know give me something give me something maybe someday Maybe someday. Maybe. All right, Wade, back to you. Okay, um, trying to decide what I wanted to talk about next. Um, I'll talk about this one. So, way back in the day, like the Game Boy Advance day, um, there were these Mega Man games called Mega Man Battle mm-hmm. Network. Yeah. Um, if you played Me- if you played Mega Man, like just a regular Mega Man game, um, these were not like that. They were more of a I don't know. They had like a tactical RPG aspect in a way, but they were like constant and they were like very fast and lots of like action. Like you didn't input commands, um, but you had like a grid space. You had a grid space on one half to move around on and the enemy had a grid space um, and you just kind of like fought from there using like different attacks and stuff. Um, And they made like six of them. Like they went on for quite a while. Um, but I loved these games. And speaking of the Wii U shop going down, um, they did, like, two years ago, put all of the Battle Network games out on Virtual Console on the Wii U, um, which was amazing. So I actually, just this weekend, I bought, like, three of them because I'm trying to, like, get them before, you know, the Wii shop is gone. Um, but, like, if they could do, like, a proper remastering, like, a collection no. of them, like, I would die. I would throw so many dollars at that. Because they've made so many other Mega Man collections by now. Like, seriously, there's been, like, five, I think. Like, they've collected all the main Mega Man and Mega Man X. Mega Man Zero games, like... Now, the the Battle Network games have to be coming. 
Mega Man, Mega Man is Capcom, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Capcom is usually really good about bundling old shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and giving it back to you. Like they mm-hmm. do it constantly with a lot of their popular IP. So they do. So I'm hoping and praying that someday I get I get that. That would be just terrific. Also, you would think even if you don't get a bundle, even if they just made a new one, that seems like a good Switch game. It would work terrifically on the Switch. Yeah, like that just seems like yeah. that would be just like a, a solid game to have on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I never played any of the Battle Network. Like I said, I didn't own any uh, handhelds or any of that stuff, so I missed out on so much Nintendo everything that was handheld. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah. There's at least there's at least there's like some hope there that because Capcom's one of the few publishers that definitely likes to do collections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so and Mega Man's I, I think a, chances Mega are Man's good a big someday. enough. Yeah, Mega, Mega Man's still yeah. a big enough name where you get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if even if Battle Network's a little bit more of like a deep cut for that IP, it's still six games. I mean, they had like perf- a, that's a perfect collection. Like you can yeah, like that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it had like an anime and like spin. It had it had spin off its own spin off games and um yeah. and everything else. So like I feel like the chances are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before we uh, move on to Chelsea's next whatever, I say we uh, take a break. Does that sound good, with you guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We will be right back with Chelsea. All right, and we're back. And now we're going to divulge Chelsea's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chelsea, please tell the listeners what that is. Oh. Oh, my whatever. I really just want to just say in general bring back disney interactive studios oh yeah oh like and that old tarzan game everything <laughs> Bugs Life, all their the toy story bring back disney games bring back all that good fun all those fun goofy various cartoony elements you know one of them is Did of they course do Epic disney Mickey? infinity i think yeah. so yeah. yeah i think disney infinity was probably their last hurrah wasn't it they they uh they entered the at least uh, console wise yeah they entered the uh the physical digital world or whatever we were like hey go buy the toys and put them in the game mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff the Di- yeah. D- disney's amiibo <laughs> i guess <laughs> basically which i know which i'm really surprised that they didn't keep going with that i mean that's perfect for disney they love making you know toys figurines it's all their disney yeah. characters and they even included marvel and whatnot and then you get to have video game components it's just sad that it all went i bet downhill. that there was like a huge disconnect between like software sales and manufacturing costs <laughs> you know what i mean mm. like because mm-hmm. every Maybe. one of those companies that did that all jump ship like skylanders lego worlds or lego universe i think it was lego worlds whatever yeah. Like there were so many different like games out there they were doing this, hey, buy this like game, but then also go buy the toys to put in the game so we kind of get 
two purchases from you. <laughs> and like none of those are around anymore. You know, they could have been the cheaper route and gone. Amiibos, yeah. but that's more of like a collectible than like an actual. Plus the Nintendo audience well. is a, a different a different amount of sheep, so but we won't get into that. <laughs> well, Disney could have gone the route and they could have done trading cards or something because, you know, they've incorporated that with, you know, various degrees in the parks, playing with those, using those <gasps> as Yeah. Yes. I have a full <laughs> binder of them. I yeah. only have like a handful of well, them, but those are well, awesome. You see, when when I the last time I went to Disney World, I went with um, eighty children, um, and I told them like when we got off the bus at Magic Kingdom, I was like, "Hey, so when you get in there, you can go to this building right inside the gate and like sign up for like this park game, or they're gonna give you like a pack of cards, and you can go around and do the silliness. You all aren't gonna have time to do that. You don't want to do that." Like, it's lame. Go get the pack, give it to Mr. Aldridge, and have a wonderful day. And they <laughs> did. <laughs> so I went oh, So nice. I went to a, one of the stores and bought, like, the big, like, collector binder thingy. And my evening, like, on the bus that night was, like, going through and, like, putting the cards, like, in, like, numerical order, you know, to see, like, what I was missing and stuff. It's terrific. It's That's definitely game. one of the, like one of those weird like um oddly satisfying things sliding a card into those little like plastic oh slots you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah. like i oh, yes. like doing that Definitely. with like football cards or my or pokemon cards or magic cards just like sliding them in there and then having like a full sheet of like 12 like 9 or 12 or whatever and just like wow this is you feel so important it's terrific like you built like, oh, yes. a, to- like a tome <laughs> you know like you're <laughs> mm-hmm I still have all my cards. You know, another Disney thing that actually did use cards, and that was short-lived because Disney also, not only did they have their console games and everything, they also had their online multiplayer games and that were also all shut down. And one of their biggest ones that I was really into is VMK, Virtual Magic Kingdom. It was really only supposed to be a short-lived thing for their uh, Disneyland's 50th anniversary. And so they lasted a couple of years. So actually they incorporated it in the parks as well, where you got to felt little like questionnaires going around the park and you got little cards and then you got those in-game items. Like you got codes on them for in-game items in the game. Oh, that's so you cool. got like a fancy chair or something or Mickey ears and whatnot. Yeah. So what you do, you just, you would just like in the game, would you just run around the actual, like just the, the Disneyland, but in for, like as a virtual character? This is like PlayStation Home, but just a Disney park. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. There would be like little mini games you could play, like different types of beat games with like fireworks or I think there was like a Pirates of the Caribbean game. There's also like little chat rooms because you could have your own like party room. You could decorate it with various different uh, Disney items. And then you could also wear, you know, your different colored Mickey ears or hat or and also having like mini pins because sometimes you could also have like random abilities because it was like Disney games. So you could maybe turn and i don't know if you could really turn invisible or something or have a little magic happen yeah it's just for disney nerds to have a community yeah (laughs) disney shenanigans yes that's what they should have called it disney shenanigans (sighs) yeah Yeah. i never i like i i know about like more of the disney console stuff but yeah the trading cards like i've i've never been to a disney park so i don't know anything about any of that stuff i never uh 
play Disney Magical Kingdom, The Sims. So, <laughs> but better in a different yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because I mean, uh, that also was Epic yeah. Mickey part of that um, studio as well, or was that? Because I, I want to say that there there was like a pretty prominent developer that made Epic Mickey. I think so too, because it was a big. It was like a big game. It's like, yeah, I mean, it was like a three D platform. I loved that game. Yeah, because there's there's two of them, weren't it, there? Um, yes. Yeah, because yeah, the second one had like it co-op, was published by Disney Interactive Studios, but the developer. Yeah. I want to say the Junction developer. Point Studios. That's what it says. Part of Disney. Yeah, which. They, hmm. yeah, they no longer exist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is yep. just sad i mean epic mickey the art in that game was amazing there were really yeah. cool elements and like I'm, i mean disney you have great ideas for games just stick with them <laughs> i think yeah i think the problem is is they have like the concepts there and then they just don't have the development branch to actually like mm. make it f- like functional <laughs> you know what i mean like they need to get like a seasoned talent like a you know like a rare something like that not like not actually them but someone like that to make these to make these games so they actually work you know like toys for Mm -hmm. bob or something like that to make like these platformers for disney Mm -hmm. so there actually is a new disney game coming out i saw some talk about it on twitter it's gonna be it's made by game loft and it's a i think it's gonna be a free to like a just a free game it's called disney speedstorm so it's basically a racing game oh yeah yeah, to play as all different characters so nothing quite as cool, but Gameloft also was like on. Gameloft also was like an early like mobile developer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hmm. but yeah, I saw the I saw the the Disney like Mario Kart thing <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, <laughs> but there's because I there was like it was like Pixar care like error you know it was like Disney characters and Pixar character little kart racer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they're like. 10 years too late <laughs> to make a kart racer but whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now everyone's making you know these multi-universe fighters <laughs> you know these smash clones give me a disney smash clone you know there you go <laughs> no well if they're if they're behind the times with the racer maybe we'll have a battle royale game <laughs> oh. and then we'll get to that yes <laughs> i want to be goofy with like a sniper rifle just <laughs> like hiding out <laughs> somewhere <laughs> That, there we go. That's the idea. That's the winning um, idea. Give me mm-hmm. Disney Battle Royale. Speaking speaking of, if you know the game uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy, yeah. um, that game was actually supposed to be a Disney, like a Kingdom Hearts fighting game. Um, but Disney said, absolutely not. Because they don't want their characters beating the crap yeah, out, of the shit out of each other. Like, yeah. we can deal with Kingdom Hearts, but not like just straight one-on-one or four, four versus just beating the snot out of each other um so they said okay we'll just do final fantasy and they were like yeah you'd you'd probably better just do that (laughs) yeah get out of my office yeah Yeah. make your own thing yeah (laughs) and they did and it was beautiful it's a beautiful game and then they ruined it as like with everything else Mm. so it's pretty typical for final fantasy (laughs) well it's just this the nt like the current gen one is just yeah i've never it was a one versus one game and then they're like no we'll do three on three that sounds great oh you like the stories no we're gonna take the story out of it you can just (laughs) fight online 
Like, yeah, the they basically hell? they're like, hey, let's try and get this in Evo. <laughs> yes, that 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 is absolutely what it was. Yeah, yeah, didn't. That's didn't what happens because everyone's like, oh, Marvel vs. Capcom is uh, killing it. Let's uh, let's try and do that. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Ethan, I think so, we're on you now. Yeah. All right. So I don't have. I mean, I'm sure if I thought about it for a lot longer, I can think of more games. Um, I don't have any TV shows, honestly. Um, you guys know, and I'm sure the listeners know by now, I don't really watch TV very often because for, you know, for this reason that I just don't trust it. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I just don't like getting, or I'm not an early adopter, let's say, you know, I'll wait for it to do its full run and be like, all right, okay, cool. I'll check this out then. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't lead me on and then just cut me off as it happens a lot with TV. So, um, I do have a movie though that I want to say was supposed to have a sequel and then it kind of just went dark, but that is, uh, the adventures of Tintin. Mm-hmm. So when that film first came out, you know, it, it was, it was directed by Spiel- Steven Spielberg, and it was produced by Peter Jackson. All right, and this is—it's based off a French comic strip that's like super, you know, very popular and in, in Europe. Um, in fact, the film did actually really well in Europe from a financial standpoint. It just didn't really do anything in the states because Americans don't know who the fuck Tintin is. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the the what the plan was is that Spielberg was going to direct. Jackson was going to produce, and then for the sequel, they were going to flip, where Spielberg was going to produce, and Jackson was going to direct. And they already huh. had a title. It was something, something Unicorn or some shit. I don't know. And then I haven't heard anything since, and that was like five years ago or whatever. And Spielberg's already done like four films since then, and Peter Jackson's just making Beatles documentaries. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened <laughs> to, to that to that so i don't know if it's just like the studio just wasn't interested or they didn't want to put a lot of money into it with it being animation because that shit is expensive and takes a long time and it's also motion capture and you know yada 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 but anyways i love that film it's a great adventure film um it's like indiana jones vibes but with like you know like a like a kid instead of like Mm -hmm. a a grizzled you know harrison ford (laughs) (laughs) so but it's like it's charming, it's goofy, it's it's exciting, it's it's it you know, the animation was brilliant. It had really good music. Like the whole thing is just like a really fun, uh, little action adventure film. I thought it would be a cool uh, series, you know, just to because there's not like an overarching plot. Like each thing has its own one-off story. You know, it's not like a, it's not like the first film ended on a cliffhanger and we'll never get it resolved. It's just you know, it'd just be a new adventure every time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't know what happened to that, but I would love for uh, for them to just <laughs> to get back on it and make it because that would be uh, I would I would appreciate that. It'd be really cool. I would I think that's you know and I know motion capture isn't as popular as it was because that was also in a time when Zemeckis was doing all of his films were like motion capture his studio. Uh, image movers was making all those motion capture films like beowulf uh, christmas carol and mars needs moms polar express 
and like the thing you always heard about every one of those is they're not making enough money to make up for like production costs because it's so fucking expensive to like not only do motion capture basically you're filming the movie on a set and then you have to animate it later (laughs) so it's like you're doing a film twice basically so and that studio shut down image movers so maybe that's just not like a big market for that stuff anymore but i don't know it's kind of it kind of sucks because that was a it was a really cool film and i would love to see more of that you know, and I know people are like, "Oh, just read the comic strip or whatever." If you want more Tintin, it's like you know, that's not, I don't fucking care about the comic. <laughs> I just want to watch the film. You want the movies? Yeah, yeah I want the movies. <laughs> it, it's so the first one. If you haven't seen it, it is so Spielberg. It's ridiculous. Like, it has like every Spielberg trope you can think of. Like, it might as well just be like an, an animated like Indiana Jones. So, <laughs> but yeah, give me some more Tintin. That would be awesome. Maybe someday. Get somebody Wait. to write that check. Sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wade, what about you? You got any more? You got any more uh, deep cuts? I know we. I know we've all done. We've all done three, which is like uh, the the huge. But does anybody else have a, a a juicy one they want to throw out before the end? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to choose. I still have so much on my list. The juiciest. That I could talk about. What's the juiciest? That's the yeah. thing. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. Um, <laughs> What's the most like well known? Uh, you want to do TV show or video game? Let's do TV. We've only done TV one show. show. Okay. Um, okay. So I put Heroes down. Mm-hmm. Heroes. Although it did get a reboot. And that reboot was um, not something we talk about. <laughs> um, I think a third time. I think a third time would be would hopefully be better. Um, yeah. I loved I loved the first series, um, and I didn't watch the second series because I heard it wasn't very good. Like just overwhelmingly, like don't even don't yeah. even waste your time on it maybe it was good i don't know that's what everybody told me as it was like airing and i was like okay um but it's such a cool concept i love the characters and like and how like their powers like advance and stuff like it's such a good just everything i loved it so much and you can't watch it anywhere it's not streaming on anything you can watch yeah, who, the reboot oh. yeah i was but, gonna say hero <laughs> heroes was uh was that a uh... It was one of the, uh, like, cable. Wasn't that a cable show? I think so. Like a CBS like, or an NBC or something like that? Wasn't one of yeah. those? Yeah, like, you can go buy it on DVD, but, like, who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, now now I every one of those... I think you can stream it on Peacock. I was going to say, now every That's one of those true. has, like, their own, like, plus streaming whatever... Mm-hmm. But I have never seen anything on Peacock. Like I don't have it. No one has Peacock. That's why it came out that they lost billions I have last Peacock. year. <laughs> <laughs> I have Peacock because it came with my internet. Oh. I don't really ever watch. Oh it well, yeah, that's that's different. You're not like, like I it. I understand <laughs> that it, I understand that Peacock has a lot of stuff, but like I don't not really. I don't no. I don't do that. Like it, Charmed, it, like the Charmed show, it left Netflix and it went to Peacock because mm-hmm. i don't know why but ew 
NBC once saw everything, I guess. So there's well, yes. yeah, because I think because Charmed was TNT, and I think TNT is. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's so, so many of these guys all like live in the same. You know, they're all part of the same pie. So when you start like slicing it up into streaming services, like everything gets fucked. Because like I remember all the Harry Potter films, like when HBO Max launched, all the Potter films were on there, and they're like, "Oh wait, hey, we got to pull this off for a little bit because we still have a contract with Universal." So this is all going to Peacock for like six months, and then it's gonna come back to HBO. So sorry, sorry guys. So yeah, yeah, that's the that's the problem with all this piecemeal streaming bullshit. Well, I I, it looks like it might be on Amazon Prime, but. Mm. Amazon Prime is too rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah, I we got rid of our Amazon Prime last year, and it's going up again. So, oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like f- would you all like f- buy it like a like the year the yearly? Yeah, sub- like the hundred dollar yearly subscription. Yeah, that's what we used. That's what we used to do. Like it's like yeah. ninety nine, but now it's gonna be like a hundred and forty or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ju- it's like whoa, okay. Yeah, so like Netflix is going up by like two dollars, I think. <laughs> yeah. But like that's a jump. That's whoa. There's literally nothing on Prime in terms of their video that I give a shit about to spend 150 dollars. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if my stuff doesn't get shipped in two days. Like I'll wait the extra day. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I feel like Prime should really have like an educator discount. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, teacher discounts exist in different places, but like. The fact that it has a student one, yeah, but there isn't like a teacher one, and I feel like that's jankity because we buy stuff off of Prime and like schools buy a shit stuff off of Amazon all the time, like in bulk. Yeah. So you'd think there would be, but oh well, Jeff Bezos is gonna Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, fuck Jeff Bezos. <laughs> well, do you guys have any other things you? Well, well while we're talking wish... about Amazon, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so they're so they're related okay it's it's, uh, kind of (laughs) (laughs) they're rumored so the tolkien estate is like selling off all the uh the lord of the rings ip and like Mm -hmm. jeff Mm -hmm. bezos is like a well-known like tolkien nerd like a huge oh god so it's rumored that amazon's gonna like buy like when it goes to auction they're just gonna buy up the entire like ip basically which also is gaming so Mm. And Amazon sucks at gaming, so <laughs> so yeah. A dark future for Lord of the Rings fans is on the horizon. If Jeff Bezos gets his way. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Anyways, I'm, on that note, Chelsea, sure. take us out. <laughs> um, are you sure you don't want to end on a more positive note? There's nothing else that... <laughs> That's as positive as I can be. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, listeners, you know, thank you. Yes, thank you for listening to this episode. And you guys should let us know, you know, positive things that you would like to see as a reboot, remake, sequel, anything like that. That would be really cool to hear from you guys and see if you also agree with anything that we said or that you think we missed out on. You can uh, let us know on facebook twitter and instagram at pod demastered you can also send us an email at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com and just make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend and you know thanks again for listening and we hope you tune in next week thanks guys peace out Bye.